Hi, Greg Perry, the historic preservationist. Welcome to episode 462. English furniture, technical terms. Um, it's uh, very good information for the burgeoning scholar, collector, or connoisseur. So let's continue with part three of our A to Z. Ebonized wood. Wood which has been stained black to simulate ebony particularly as the ebony deforest uh, forests become depleted. End standards. The supporting ends of a table or stool. Escutcheon. Originally an armor-all shield, now used to describe a backplate to a handle or key plate. Escrete. A word borrowed from the French to denote a piece of furniture at which what which one can write, sometimes found in the early accounts in the form scrutinaire, synonym of secretaire, a fielded panel, a panel which has edges beveled or chaffered, a finial, a turn knob used at the intersection of stretchers on tables, chairs, and stools to complete the design effect. Also used on hoods of case pieces and long case clocks. Fluting. Grooving of semicircular or concave sections used in ornament or design on flat or turned surfaces. Usually to delighten, to delighten the appearance of a piece or to give a required proportion to the design. Frets. Fretwork, either applied or cut form, solid or used as decoration. If presented on a solid surface, known as a blind fret. If left as open decoration, known as an open fret. Used particularly in mid to late 18th century Gothic and or Chinese taste. A frieze. The surface below a tabletop or a part of a cornice consisting of the flat surface beneath the top molding, where the blind fret is on the frieze. Gadruning. A carved edge or repetitive shape, usually convex curved form. Molding. Gallery. A term used to describe an arcade, pillared or columned, open sequence of decorative surrounding or cloistered motif which can be in wood, brass, or other material. Gesso, a sort of plaster composition or gringe used as the base for applying gilding and usually molded in bas relief on mirror frames or furniture rather as plaster was in the 19th century. Gothic, a style which keeps reappearing but which is derived from Gothic architecture and was used on furniture in the 15th and 16th centuries, again in the mid-18th century, and again in the Regency times. Hairy feet. The publisher's derogatory slang for fine carved paw feet, mainly after Hope and Smith of 1820. Handles. Funnily enough, wooden knobs were used on drawer furniture in the 17th century, oak period until about 1660. 
when brass drops were introduced. Funnily, because one always associates wood knobs with Victorians. However, brass drops rapidly came into use in oak and walnut furniture in the 1660 to 1710 period is usually found to have drops similar to those with the cotter pin handles. The handle of these poles was linked to a double strip of brass or iron which passed through the drawer front and was then parted or turned over at each end was pinned in the drawer back of the opposing senses, hence the cotter pin. Modern reproductions have a threaded spigot with a nut to secure it. From about 1690, however, the brass loop handle with solid backplate reappeared. The backplate was shaped and could be engraved, and the loop was cast and perhaps molded. Brass-shaped sockets on the face of bolts held the loop ends. Pierced backplates were introduced about 1710 and showed many forms, but two examples, both walnut and later mahogany furniture, used the solid and pierced backplate. But by 1740, the swan neck, which is often associated with cock-beaded drawers, has been introduced. In this type of loop, the, it's thicker and there is merely two metal molded circular roses beyond each bolt head without any backplate. It was a type capable of considerable ornamentation. Later, in fine quality pieces it was used and after 1750 had very rococo forms and this in cast and chased metal of a type found on commodes. About 1780, the stamped brass backplate of oval or circular form associated with Heppelwhite and or Sheraton furniture came into heavy use. This would be made from a thin brass sheet of brass stamped to shape and hence hollow at the back. Around 1800, the turn knob came into use, and although it was a period of overlap by the time the Victorian period had set in, most drawer furniture used wooden knobs, and these were of varied simplicity or complication. Some had a little wooden spigot to fit into the drawer front. Some had a wooden threshold screwed spigot. Some had a metal bolt set into them. Unfortunately, Victorians considered that the wooden knob was so desirable that they could not resist fitting it to furniture in other periods with the result that walnut and early mahogany chest in thousands have been despoiled by Victorian improvers. With the return of the 18th century fashions from about 1880 onwards, it was necessary to return to brass handles once again, although wooden knobs continued to be fitted to ordinary furniture. Late Victorian versions of the brass loop and backplate fitted to a reproduction of an 18th century piece. Herringbone. An inlaid banding or border used in walnut veneered furniture for decorative effect. Also called feather banding, made by laying two strips of veneer at right angles to each other in a V form to give a feathered or herring bone feeling or effect. Hipping. A form of cabriole leg extension 
used on rather better quality pieces, in which the lake continues at the top to a level above the seat rail. Hoof-foot, an animal form of foot used on early, perhaps original, cabriole legs. The French name was Pierre de Biche. And that's going to conclude section or part three of our episode of British Furniture Technical Terms. Greg Perry, the Historic Preservation, is signing out. And again, these terms should be going over and over again. Anyone uh, interested in British furniture scholarship or connoisseurship. Signing out. Thanks for listening.